So hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Rampa podcast. We are so excited because we are here today with Chris Tergliafera, who is the voice actor of Gundam Tanaka and Ryo Mahoshi. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it. A warning that this will spoil the entirety of the Rampa series. But without further ado... I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. My name is Gundam Tanaka. Nam Ryo Mahoshi. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Dong and Rumpa podcast. <laughs> You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, that was so good. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. welcome to the show, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, if you hear sure. that sound, I, I drink copious amounts of soda water, so that's what's cracking in the background. So. <laughs> I have my LaCroix here, too. Mm. Nice. Fancy. All right, All right. so... Our first question for you, it's like kind of a basic question, but we like to ask it anyway because everyone's story is unique. So um, how did you get into voice acting? Um, it's, it's weird. People uh, often ask me um, just like, if, just in general, um, kind of, I guess, like, why did I come out to California? That was like kind of the first one. Then how'd you get into voice acting? It's all kind, it's not this, I feel like a lot of people have this great answer of like, I growing up, I always wanted to be the voice of blah, 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 blah. And I, that really wasn't me. Um, I came from a small town in North Carolina. So when people would say you have a good voice, I was like, well, I have a good voice for here because there's 10,000 people in the small little Southern town. So here I have a good voice, but you know, who knows? And you know, I got intimidated in college in the drama club. It was like, so it's so weird. Like there's so many, t I feel like the drama kids are like, we've been shunned by every, other avenue and in my case i was shunned by the drama kids trying to get in um but no i was working at usa network out here um in t television development and um I, on, I was on the phone a lot so i'd be like saying my boss's name like michael sluchin's office Lindsay sloan's office and people be like wow you have a great voice but and i heard it every day like literally every day on the phone and of course i would they're trying to butter me up so i'll put them on the phone with their boss like we were the buyers so i mean everyone's got to be nice to you Y'all might be too young. Do, do y'all know who Joey Lawrence is? No, don't know. He was on Blossom. Um, Blossom is also on the Big Bang Theory. She's one of the, I have no idea who she is on that. But she was like 16 at the time and she was on the show. And Joey Lawrence was, um, he was this one guy, his catchphrase was, whoa. And anyway, he <laughs> would call and he would compliment my voice. And I would, I would be like, I would like put them on through to my boss because like it's Joey Lawrence because that was somebody I like but they were really just buttering me up to um, get to my boss so anyways like I, I'll train in voiceover took a long time and then um, finally some breaks hit and then like I started getting consistent work. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so we've heard your voice acting in a lot of other shows and games. And we noticed that obviously like they tend to use your lower register. But I was wondering if you've ever had any roles that have like challenged you more in a higher register and like what those have been. The, the, I saw this question and this was very triggering. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> we noticed you have absolutely no range. Oh, no, God. And it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> no, um, that's actually been something uh, I've been working on probably in the last three years. Um, uh, I've been doing a lot of onstage acting, which is just postponed indefinitely. I mean, who knows when we'll get to be able to do that again. Um, I think theater and like live shows are going to be one of the last things to come back. But I think as I was getting started that, you know, everyone, I thought, you know, this is what people want. You know, this is why people say I have a good voice. But then it, it's a very limiting thing um, in a lot of ways. I mean, because there's not a ton of animation. I mean, there, there are those characters, and I've played those characters like, um, you know, Rastacore in Star vs. the Force of Evil, um, which is a lizard creature. And then, like, I'm in every anime, I'm that, hey, you, 
get over here, kid, and then you get my butt kicked immediately. <laughs> but uh, it's um, it's been something I've uh, I've been working on. And Gundam NT, um, Gundam Narrative, which I haven't had a chance to see. What was it? Was I sick or something? I, I don't know. There, there was there, there was a show that there was a movie I was in where my character had a bit more range. I actually got to do some acting in that. And then there's a video game coming out. I mean, it's I have I'll do things to be like you know put in the title and there's literally nothing on this game, but it should be a it should be something. I can't say anything. Okay. But I play a character much different. All I can say is I play a character where when the main character is going around, I'm that person back at base that says like, you should check out this area, but I can't go. So, um, you know, <laughs> I'm constantly just your, your voice in your ear with that. But that was a more higher pitched one, more of a regular one. Like I'm never going to probably be like a young pro tag, but uh, that was one. And then like in pickle and peanut, I, I got to do this goofy voice, but it's still pretty deep. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I like to think I can, I do like more regular voices where it's, it's not like, um, actually yesterday I did a more regular voice as a periphery character in a video game. So I'm getting a bit more of that. I'm, I'm now not leaning as much on my deeper voice and trying to just kind of keep it in this register, which I guess is still deep, but it's not like, you know, down in this register all the time. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like stylistically, you got a lot going for you. That wasn't meant to be like, you no, know it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was also curious because this isn't a question we had written down, but as far as like live theater goes, like what um, kinds of theater do you tend to perform in? Well, it's been a new thing. I started studying Meisner. I don't know if y'all know what that is. You might. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, at Playhouse West out here, um, it was like founded with, Sandy and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Um, he's no longer at the school, but um, anyway, it, it's, I, I really took to it first off at the beginning. You don't have to learn any lines. It's more reacting and being present, which is something I, cause I really struggle with just I, I, everything about me. It was get me, get me more out of my head because as voice actors, especially when you start off, everyone's so concerned with how it sounds. How does this sound in, and you, especially with me, whenever I think I was having less success when I started because I was trying to make it sound a certain way, I was trying to sound tough rather than actually be someone who is tough. Um, and I was constantly trying to lean on that. Um, and out here, I did a production class, so I got to write some of the things that um, I was in. Um, so that was a lot of fun, these original one acts I was in. And then I did uh, Take Me Out. I don't know if you've ever seen that um, play. It's a, I'm not sure how well it, it, it's good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it's about um, an openly gay baseball player. Um, it's like in, for like basically the Yankees, their empire. Um, but there are certain things in it where you can tell it was not written by, you can tell it was written by a snootish, snooty British guy. <laughs> there are certain things in it that kind of pick up. And at first, like, you know, whenever I first got that, it's like, oh, that's going to be, like, really, like, you know, oh, that that's cool. This must be – it is important, uh, even though the main character that comes out, it's kind of a dick, and he doesn't even, like, kind of want to embrace the gay community. But it's oh. – I think it's it, – he's just kind of like, whatever, I'm just doing this. Um, I just want to be open about who I am, but I don't want to be an icon. So it's unique in that. I mean, I think – I went into it expecting one thing and then came out with it and it was a different story. So I think that's always a, I think that's a more interesting choice whenever it's like, Oh, I know what's going to happen. He's probably going to get shunned and then he's going to come back and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then acceptance at the end. But instead he was just like the best baseball player in the league and stayed that and then went through some sleep and it was, it was pretty interesting. But I played um, his, uh, his friend in it and kind of the quasi narrator that was, you know, kind of a Ivy League educated um, guy in it, um, and also a baseball player. But anyway, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That is very cool. Yeah, the, the play is called "Take Me Out." Check it out, though. Uh, my friend pointed out, he's like, "I can tell this was written by a British guy," and he pointed out <laughs> some things, and I was like, 
this was written by a British guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. A British movie about baseball. Or not movie, yeah, was, play was, about baseball sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you could tell there were like kind of parts where he like obviously went online and like got some really specific baseball jargon. And then for the rest of it, kind of, it's like if I was writing something about like a mechanic and it's like, okay, I need to put something that I know what I'm talking about. So let me copy and paste this thing about the engine. And then I need to get back to like wrenches and stuff, you know. <laughs> so funny. That is amazing. I kind of want to check this out now. So our next question for you is, um, what is one of the most memorable lines that you've had to record? Um, just in general? Yeah, like if there's anything that stands out to you as like a particularly funny or particularly bizarre kind of moment in the recording. Uh, funny, I, I, I think I've told this story before, but it's well documented by that Abdal scene where I had the smushed face. So that's there's like an interview of me saying it. But there's another one I really had a good time with I was I was recording Halo Wars 2 which at the time was like the was it my biggest role today I don't, it, it, it was a it was something I was very excited about because I grew up loving Halo and that's always anytime you get in these franchises that you grew up you know watching or playing and then you actually get to go in and do it it's just it's it's really like oh wow I never really thought this would happen yeah. Um, I thought that when because I, I also voiced Megatron at Universal Studios. Uh, I loved Transformers as a kid, so even though I have no idea when we're going to be going back to that either. Um, <laughs> True. So, but I was recording Halo Wars two, and I'm like in a pack of like whenever you it's a strategy game, so you plop down. I was an orbital drop shot trooper, ODST, and you put us down there, and there's like four of us. And as we, you send us off, you can click and see, you know, yes, sir, on it, you know, and we move and it's like, this will be a piece of cake if we're like going to fight a, another enemy that's weaker or it's like, wish us luck if it's like a medium one. And then there are some times where we're obviously going to get stomped and we're obviously going to die. And the line was, whenever I'm going, I'm going in there is tell my mom, tell my mom I loved her. Um... <laughs> And uh, you like shouted, so it's like, tell my mom I loved her. <laughs> when I went in there and we're fighting these a aliens, for some reason it came out. We all had to stop. And I think they left it in the game as like a random one. But was um, going to fight these aliens. Tell your mom I loved her. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, well, that's a pretty defiant thing. Going to, going to try to kill these aliens and then say you love their mother. <laughs> And they were like, no, it's tell your mom. Tell my mom. Yeah, tell my mom I loved her. So, I feel like if I was an alien, that would throw me off. Tell your mom I loved her. Yeah. So, and also, you know, obviously you could say something crass with that, but I don't think anyone's like ever said like, I loved your mother. Like, you know? <laughs> Oh man, I love the Halo games. I had no idea actually that you were in them. That's so cool. Oh yeah, it's 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 the Halo Wars too, so it's a strap okay. one. So not the different than Reach, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> our next question is kind of in a similar vein, but um like at least for me, as I've seen like a handful of your Twitch streams and some of the comments that people send can be pretty funny. I know there's a lot of people on here who like to make puns and whatnot, but um, what's your favorite comment that you've ever read in a Twitch stream? Oh gosh, there, there have been a few that have cracked me up. Um, they'll sometimes point them out. Uh, okay, even though it wasn't a comment from someone else, because they, they do, the, the comments really do crack me up and there have been times I've had to stop. The funniest thing in the Dog and Rampa game that cracked me up that it's recent is, um, in the third game, when the Mono Cubs all are all dead or whatever, and Monokuma's leaving that trial of the fourth trial, he's like, "Well, gotta go mourn my dead kids later." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so so funny. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that cracked me up that I said, <laughs> ignoring all my chatter, no, they they really, gosh, I can't believe I can't. I should have. I could I could go into the Discord and ask them. Um, I'm I'm gonna do that, uh, but we won't. We'll keep moving on. Um, yeah, we can come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the funniest thing I think I've said was <laughs> I, it was a long winded setup, but I said um, it was it was in the first one. And it's like if I find your hero in the 
Chihiro in the library. <laughs> I go in there and be like, talk about Chihiro Academia. <laughs> I just, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I thought it was so funny. I had to stop the stream. And then everyone on the chat was like, Mahiru Academia works better. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> My joke was funny. <laughs> We're in the first game. We missed our chance for Mahiru Academia. But deep down, I did know that was the, the better joke. So anyway. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> real, real quick. What's the funniest comment I've ever read from a Twitch chat? There. We're going to get live responses. I love yeah, it. This is awesome. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, we, let's keep trucking along. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Hey, listeners, just a quick heads up. We wanted to give a little content warning for some of the stuff we talk about next. We start talking a little bit about Rioma and we go into depth about kind of his experience and his death and his will to live and stuff and it gets a little deep so if that is going to be hard to listen to for any of y'all we just wanted to give you that heads up so we're gonna kind of like mosey on over to some more Rumpa like specific questions okay, now cool. um so we were just wondering like what characteristics do you think you feel like most kinship with like ryoma and gundam um with Gundam, it's definitely the will to live. Um, it's funny. Both of these involve a lot. There, Gundam had that thing where he didn't want to die on his knees. Um, when, the, uh, when the pandemic started, I was thinking of him. And he, you know, when it was like, stay in your house. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I didn't want to like, I ended up adhering to the pandemic. It's a serious thing, I know. But I was like, I'm not starving to death at Strawberry House. Um, <laughs> and uh, I admired that, you know, he was like, there's, a, we have to keep moving. We have, to, it's like, we can't, doing that is to not really live. Like if we were going to be in lockdown for 10 more years, if this thing just keeps going on, he would not be for that at all. Like we have to get out there and live at a certain point, you know, when that is and, you know, precautions and all that, but it can't last 10 years. Cause then we're all, you've been, you've killed off 10 years of your life. And the fact was that everyone was going to starve to death and that wasn't going to be a thing. So I think Gundam is definitely his um, strength to live. Um, and then in Ryoma, I think it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've had this times where I haven't wanted to live like Ryoma, but um, so it's both. It's um, it's interesting though. It's you know, he. Um, I guess it would be his Ryoma's newfound because there were times where I was like feeling that down. And I didn't want to live, and then maybe at the end, whenever he was actually getting his will back to do it, I can relate that the most with him. Where he's like, you know, you're feeling like. Not, not suicidal, but kind of wishing you would fade away. And then, you know, kind of his will to come back from that. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. That is an amazing answer. I, like, yeah. I have to say, um, Gundam is my favorite character in the entire Danganronpa, like, franchise. Putting that oh, cool. I, I, I just love him. And that chapter four of the second game makes mm. me very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's an amazing answer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it was, wasn't it? No. <laughs> uh, no that, I, I was going back and kind of, I, I wish I had more roles like that. Um, it's kind of interesting. That was uh, one of the better ones. I really, uh, I'm looking for more of those things and less of the, even if they pay the bills, the periphery grunts and stuff and monsters. It's just, you know, I, I like doing things that actually like, I don't know. You get to act in them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryoma was actually one of my favorite characters from the series, which oh. is what earned me the honor of asking these next two questions. But, um, okay. What do you think Ryoma's time in prison was like? That is a good question. Hold on one second. Let me ask the, the chat got all sidetracked. I need an answer to the best, funniest <laughs> comment all made. Stop all other conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Cease conversation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, his time in prison. 
just a loner, I would think. Um, you know, obviously people wouldn't want to mess with them. I feel like uh, I, I would say that because obviously he took out an entire mob, so no one want to mess with him. They're, if he killed all the mob members, they're not there to take retaliation, nor did he do anything like, you know, a heinous crime where pis- prisoners would feel like he needs to get his justice. It's like, oh, I'm just not messing with that dude. You know, so I think it was very much by himself. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. And then who of the V3 students do you think that Ryoma formed the strongest connection with where they might've had the best chance of ending up on his motive video had the motive video come out, you know, a little bit later. Oh, repeat that question. Yeah. So, um, you know, the motive videos, um, and his had none, um, but of the V3 students that he got to meet, like during his time there, Mm -hmm. who do you think that he made the strongest connection with who would then have like the best chance of making it on his motive video? Um, let's see. Uh, and just in the students, not like his outside life. Yeah. Just in like within, um, his, I mean, he was, it might have to be, probably Suichi I would I would say because really he was the only no one else really taught I mean Gonta was very much like oh poor Yoma you know <laughs> he, he was he was like that, that was sad that was especially at the beginning um but no one else really showed a big interest in Ryoma I don't think him and Maki were talking but I felt like it was more transactional so I would say Suichi. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Um, make sure you check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, Ultra Hope Girls Podcast. And we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. But we'll be back with Chris right after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Caroline of the Future here to tell you that we have, for season two, composed a Gundam Tanaka jingle. And so you all will get to hear it now with the special episode with Chris. And yeah, hope you all enjoy. My name is Gundam Tanaka. Remember it well. <laughs> And now we're back from the break. So I wanted to know, what do you think Gundam likes about Sonya? Like, why do you think he was drawn to her? Um, I think, um, you know, besides the fact that she's very pretty, um, and probably Gundam seems like the type that has a bunch of walls up. And she was one that was like kind of prancing through them. Like, just so happy-go-lucky, and he wasn't really used to that. He was used to keeping feet. So I think he was pro- – it was probably one of the – I would say pro- – I mean, they're young. Possibly one of the first girls to show an interest in him. Or even if girls liked him, they were probably terrified to come up to him. So <laughs> I think that's it. Um, and I think she has this um, this innocence and this um, kind of can-do spirit that Gundam, Gundam appreciates, you know. I think, you know, kind of that rosy riveter pose that she has. Um, that kind of, yeah, that kind of, that kind of um, <laughs> strength, I think he really admired. Yeah, so I think, um, I think that's why. And then he kind of let his walls down and he got to talking to her and he realized it didn't have to be extreme edgelord around her. You know, she's already there. You don't need to put on a front. Um, so I think that was, you know, when you're on your island, you know, there's not like, who else would I th- let's compare the to let's go through the options. Um Abuki <laughs> and Gundam would it's just too much. I think Gundam wouldn't like Yeah. Gundam and Hyoko kinda had some like banter of like well, it's fun to make fun of <laughs> like, you know, the weak. Um 
Well, like people that are just like being pathetic, like Soda and um, Mekon. Mekon, no, pathetic. Um, <laughs> uh, who are the other ones? Uh, Chiaki. Oh, Chiaki? I just don't think they would ever interact. Akane, uh, the same way. Akane was too jock for him. So, yeah, that's why I think. And then Pico. Sonya's just the easiest one. Um, oh! Okay, good, good, good. Right, I've got the best one from the chat. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's why they were drawn from Sonya. Okay. Um, we had that question. What's the funniest thing the chat said? This, I don't know if you remember the piece of artwork where uh, Kyoko is over... Mak- Mak- wait, oh my gosh, Makoto. That's right. That's Makoto Nayagi. He was over Makoto's bed. And just kind of staring at him. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Okay. Staring at him. Yeah. And then somebody, um, oh gosh, somebody in the chat said, a scythe said, Kyoko is me as a kid waking my parents up to tell them I wet the bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, wake up, you're just staring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. <laughs> that, that, that cracked me up. I thought that was really funny. That is uh, so good. Also, <laughs> in things where I've only seen it written, so they the chat's giving me a lot of crap. Like, whenever I see, like, I saw the Owo, I was like, what's Owo? Uwu. And they're like, that's a face. I was like, that's a face? And then I was like, eh, I don't really see it. <laughs> and honestly, this isn't like me like trying to do a comedy bit or anything. For like the last four years, I was reading it, but I've never heard it pronounced. I was calling it Wafu. And no one around me would ever know it. It's like, yeah, it's a Wafu. It's like a, something like anime people think is like their, their girl or whatever. It's Waifu. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I think we should adopt Wafu now. Because yeah. <laughs> we have an episode called Bestie Picks Waifu. And so we could do like Wafu next time in your honor. <laughs> Wafu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. I just want to say, I loved your description of Sonia prancing through Gundam's walls. That imagery is just perfect. Like, that nails it. (laughs) Also, I can imagine him having this, like, really dramatic thing about this force field up in the flames of hell that I'm choosing. Coming through, like, oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I love that. I love Gundam and Sonya as a pairing. I love them together. Yeah, and I like that she, um, you don't see the Davis, I don't believe, but you, she mentions taking them for a walk. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. It's so I cute. like Sonya. I liked whenever she called uh, Soda her stalker. Yep. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just go ahead. I do not understand the appeal of Soda in the least. Not at all. <laughs> we don't People love him. <laughs> Yeah. And I would take great relish with the chat whenever it was like there'd be something where he would say a creeper line like him you know, with a Kane and uh he was like telling Hanshima, he's like, you know, maybe you can go and get a little something something. And like, y'all like this guy? <laughs> like, you know. Right? Nope. <laughs> I, I, I just do not and then um I thought it was obscene. And there's some like what I'll I'll have some people ask me, it's like, what do you think about son sondom or sodom? I'm like, no. There's, oh, no. It's like there's nothing in the material to make that happen at all. <laughs> yeah. I, made a, I made a comment on my Twitter. It'd be like if you, if you despise someone and then you died and everyone's like, wouldn't it have been cool if you were paired up with them? It's like, no, it wouldn't have. I hated that person. Stop saying that. You know? <laughs> there wasn't even a slightest bit of... It, he didn't respect him. There was, didn't like him. Didn't joke around with him. There was no softening. It was very Michael Scott and Toby. You know, it just to the yeah. very to the end of it. And and that's and I love those things. I I love those things where there's just no growth towards something. I loved in the office. It's like no, the series ended, and he always hated Toby. And there was not once, even when Toby would try to cheer him up, that Michael ever accepted Toby. I, I like that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh my goodness yeah. amazing um 
Well, so our next question for you was, we know how much Gundam loves his four Dark Devas of Destruction. Um, we were wondering what other kinds of demon beasts you have kind of imagined Gundam having taken care of in the past. Um, was it a behemoth or is it yeah, yeah be, a behemoth, um, like a Cerberus, hmm. uh, you know, a three-headed dog, um, those side, even though he did not take care of, uh, he, he, he was only with real animals. There was, there were no hellhounds or anything and he'll never get the chance. He went to heaven. Um, so yeah. yeah, uh, I thought that was a funny touch, you know, saying all that. And then that was his punishment to go to, but it was nice. I, I thought that was a good thing. He was also one of the ones that kind of took his death better than most i would say not screaming and you know just like it's awful and at the end of it there's no peace it's just like they finally their body finally gave out his he was definitely the most graceful Mm -hmm. definitely definitely yeah for sure all right if you had to be a part of one of the Rompa games like you're a student in one of the games which game would you pick to be in definitely the second one um the first one i would feel so trapped um i don't do well without natural light uh i would feel so trapped and it wasn't there was nothing fun you're trapped in a school no matter what like sort of amenities in the school you're still trapped in a school that's not going to be like a whole boatload of fun like the, the second one, there were a lot of moments of them, like, having fun. There were a lot of, like, fun moments. Um, it was a bright tropical island. Um, and the third one, it's, you can always tell there's something. I mean, it's overgrown, you know. And obviously, as you find out later, you know, it's, who knows how long it's, you know, been there. Uh, yeah, I, definitely, definitely the second one, like, hands down. I... I I wouldn't even mind being in the second one besides having to kill each other. Um, <laughs> but let's say it was, um, let's say Monokuma never existed in any of them. I would hate being in the first one. I would hate being in the third one, even if there was, it was just like, and you're just here and you're actually the intended purpose of these things. Well, it being a school for, you know, gifted students and all that. The first and third ones I would still hate. And the second one, like, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that. Smoke in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who are your favorite characters, just in general, like through playing through? Um, I like Hiyoko just because of how mean she was. It really, (laughs) really made me laugh. Um, I like Tafumi. I think I like Tafumi just to give my chat a bunch of crap about it because everyone's like, we hate Tafumi. So I was like, you know what? We're gonna do all all of his his free time events. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> awful free time events. Yeah. Um, his yeah. third one is all about diet coke. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, it, it's in the first one. Let, let me kind of go game by game. Um, I liked Owie. I thought she was. I, I, she was just kind of cute. Um, Kyuko annoyed me because she talked with her eyes closed all the time, and it really annoyed me. <laughs> Which is really pompous. Didn't like Bi- Biakua. Um, I, 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 the first ones I wasn't. I guess I liked the. Only, I mean, I hated Hero, but his 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 hamburger story was really really funny. <laughs> uh, I thought that was like one of the funnier moments, like actually written in the game. The second one I liked Gundam, um, Sonya, Hiyoko. Yeah, those are my favorites in that one. And the third one. Um, I liked Maki. I liked Miu. Who else do do I like? I mean, real my like. Uh, Kaito kind of grew on me, but don't like Kibo. Don't di- didn't really care for Gonja. Uh, it was simple. <laughs> didn't didn't care for Gonja. I know people love Gonja. Um, didn't really care for him. Uh, who was it that? Oh, Cork was weird. Didn't care for him at all. Um, oh, and uh, Chihiro. Yeah. I really like Chihiro in the first Chihiro one. Chihiro was great. I, you said Cork, and I was like, wait, who? Some <laughs> people call him that. I, I, I'm just glad he's gone. Oh, and Tenko. I loved Tenko. I really sure. loved Tenko. And for her to just go out like that, I was like, golly. It was just. And I like Himiko. 
<laughs> really, the the yeah. girls are a lot bit, like because it's kind of equal in the other ones. I would say of like, oh, I like this person, I like this person, but the girls in the third one are hands down better than the. I mean, Kaede, I was so upset when we switched protagonist. I was so upset because I hated Suichi, and I kept talking about really? how much. I hated Wow, interesting. This guy sucks. He can't do anything. He's clamming up in this trial. Kaede's having to spoon feed him all this crap. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, well, they were like, get rid of, they were like, get, you know, and I was like, oh, is he going to be my sidekick? Is he always just going to pal around me? And then when it was Kaede, also, I hated that trial where it was funny. I was telling Morgan, um, who is a big Gundam cosplayer, he, you can find him on Instagram, that guy in the bowler hat. But I was talking to him just about things in general. I was like, I hate when the, like the, the villain is the main character and I've either been reading about it, like reading them or either playing as them. And there's another game where that also happens for the PS3 that you might know. But it infuriates me because it's like, I am them. I would know these things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I would know this. Stop trying to make me figure it out. I know it. Also, I hate it in these Danganronpa games. This happened a lot in the first one, where Kyoko was like, I know it, but let's see if Makoto knows it. It's like, oh my God. We're all going to die. (laughs) Also, the fact that you could have like so much evidence where you basically have 95% of it, like seeing someone's the killer, but if you mess up on something, they automatically pick you as the killer. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, me? Oh, it's me, God. We, we, we've done all this thing. Sorry if I messed up during this panic attack thing. <laughs> but we're pretty much, you know, we can make an educated guess. It's her. So yeah. funny and accurate. You're yeah. on, like, the very last question. He's like, voting time already? Guess it's yeah, you. No, it's got to be him. He, he didn't convince them he'd be on a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> And he could even have an alibi, and they'd still be like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, no, it's, it's, it's Hajime. <laughs> <laughs> Hajime yeah. was by far my favorite protagonist. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I mean, he was kind of milk toast, but I feel like that's why I was so stoked about Kaede. I was like, oh, it's different. Oh, this is cool. We're going to have a female protagonist. That's yeah. cool. Oh, I kind of like her. I thought her, obviously, this is a podcast. But her pose with her two hands up, that sprite, I just think is like the funniest thing. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hated that it, it was her. Also, in the third one, I hated the monocubs. The awful. Really? So Monodam. Yes. Monodam is our, yeah. yeah our Mon- Monodam with, because whenever he's like, first, in, it's a killing game. Like, I really liked Monodam um, a lot. The other ones reminded me of um, a Monami who I, I was like, anytime they did their banter in those things, I was like, oh, God, just get back to the trial. <laughs> um, uh, between Monami and Monokuma, you mean? Yeah, in, anytime there was that awful, like, oh, no, that would hurt. <laughs> like, why are you cyber? I, it hurts so much when you cyber suplex me into space. <laughs> yeah. All right, what is your favorite case from any of the three games? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Nothing in the first game. Because the first game was very much like trying to figure, like, the first one's baby's first murder. It's the easiest thing. Like, whenever you look at the wall, I was like, oh, she wrote Leon. And they're like, no, she did it. Or, no, she did it. It's 11037. I was like, what? Like, Are you guys no, it's Leon. I can see it. And then like, people were trying to make excuses, like, in the Japan version, it wasn't this obvious or something like that. Maybe not, but it was really just like, yeah, I get it. Um, I liked the third trial and the third game. Um, it was the one that, because the second trial I hated, and I'll say sometimes in the chat, I was like, is this another gravel in the swimsuit thing? Whereas, yes. like, that just, ir- it's like, no, no, that's dumb. This is stupid. <laughs> this is this is so convoluted. Yeah, uh, I, I I liked that one because there were a lot of different aspects of it. Um, also, it killed Mekon. The first trial, the the second game, I, I kind of liked. What was the fifth trial? Who who was that? Um, 
in the second Nagito. game? Nagito. Oh, no, I liked that one too. Uh, and in the third game, oh gosh, let's see. The first one, who was the first one? Uh, Coyote. And Rintaro. <laughs> didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. Rintaro, God, I'm, I'm only in chapter five. In mm-hmm. the we are too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, Rantaro just came and nobody gave a crap. (laughs) You know, didn't find out. Nobody cared. You never hear him mention. Literally. Uh, And then the second one was... Ryoma. Ryoma. That was a good trial. That was a good trial. I liked that one. So that that was a good one. I also kind of figured that out, but I didn't feel like it was so easy. I felt pretty good about the way I did it. Um... And the uh, oh, there's another thing we did uh, for the Sakura one because she had mentioned that her um, motive was the dojo. So, and the uh, a common thing throughout the chat is we would <laughs> we were talking about like oh, you're gonna kill somebody for a dojo or that's gonna make you do all this stuff, and then we started saying, but it's a really nice dojo. <laughs> <laughs> we start so we would talk about like we would say a character, it would be like you know. You know, Hajime or Dojo. And it's like, uh, I think I'm going to have to go Dojo there. Or like, you know, Hyoko or Dojo. It's like, I'll go Hyoko. You know, Gundam or Dojo. Gundam. And it's like, what about, you know, um, Suichi or Dojo? It's like, I'm going Dojo. I got to take the Dojo. (laughs) I love that. Um, and so you are on chapter five trial right now. I think I, when I looked at your yeah, Twitch scene, it yeah, looked yeah. like that's where I'm, you left uh, off. We're, we're not quite at intermission, but yeah. we're doing the existence. Okay. Or, yeah. How do you pronounce that? With, uh, oh, the exosols, yeah. Exosols, yeah. So glad um, I didn't have that in the record. <laughs> I don't think Ryoma said exosols once. That's something I would easily get hung up on. Um. We were wondering if you, because we actually have, like, we're, we've just started chapter six together, um, so we have not finished the game either, um, and so we won't spoil anything for you or whatnot, and you won't spoil anything for us, but um, we were wondering if you had any theories as far as, like, the ending of V3 or what's going on in the game or anything like that. It's weird, because if we do take it that we are the last people on Earth, Suichi's thing... I wouldn't play the trial. I just, I, I wouldn't, it's like, there's no point to getting off. There's, there's, there's nothing to go to. I would just say, and Kokichi has just played with us the entire time. Like played us like a fiddle. Uh, There's not like been in all the trials, manipulating every part. You can go back and see it. And I would just not do it and see if he kills us upright. But, like, I'm not going to give him the joy of watching us squirm again. At the end, though, because at the end is always, like, the truth trial. Why are we here? And let's expose this. Um, There's something weird with Rantaro, though. There was a flashback with Rantaro. Rantaro's lab is the thing that kind of is triggering something in me because it looks like a serial killer lab. And, you know, who's controlling Monokuma? You know, is there some sort of weird Junko connection here? Is she still going to be the big bad in this, um, even if she's gone? Uh, I don't know. Um, that's something I'm, I'm very curious to see. But I don't know. What's your theory on it? I'd love to hear it. Marin and I are both pretty confident. Like, this isn't really a spoiler for really anything. Thing, I don't think um, as yeah. far as what you've covered I predict this from the literal beginning yeah. but Samugi I think she is it man she nothing she's, has happened she's so she's boring. so boring that if she's not something more we're gonna be a little disappointed mm-hmm. you know what I mean like her whole personality is based on anime and other things it's nothing like her yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, oh, what was it, Madison? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was just going to say that, um, I can also kind of see like where they're coming with that theory, but I also am not sure if she is like the mastermind because I feel like whoever is controlling Monokuma has to be someone who's like working from behind the scenes. And so that's the big part, the part that I get stuck up on. But mm-hmm. what were you yeah. going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, I, at first I was like, oh, God, there is nothing to Samugi. Really, really. The, also, probably the stupidest thing, and it's indefensible in Danganronpa, is the Cospox. 
Cospox makes no sense. It's dumb. No one can defend it. There's not even, because there are certain things where you're doing it and it's like, why don't I just suspend my disbelief? Why don't I just go with this? Cospox makes no literal sense at all. Um, you get allergic reaction from putting on other people. It's just, it's so weird. I don't, I, I would have even bought it if she has like a die hard. I would die myself if I ever did it. Like her own personal code with it. Rather than an actual reaction. I, you know, <laughs> then you could always be like, she broke her code. We can't be 100%. It's better than her breaking out in hives for dressing up like some, someone that exists. But that's <laughs> a good thing. I mean, I will say Moog's with her personality. I know she's plain, but sometimes she does just cut to the chase with... She will say things that we're kind of thinking like, why would you say that or anything? <laughs> um, she kind of does the thing that there's line Gundam does that I really like. That I really like with Sonya and him. When he's talking about Mekon, like she's like, I can't do it because I'm just so dumb and pathetic. And, you know, he says something's like, yeah, it seems hard to believe that this could be committed by a slow-witted woman. And then... <laughs> Sonia comes on, she's got the smiling sprite. She's like, that slow-witted remark is not necessary. <laughs> I just really <laughs> like that. Just kindly correcting Gundam. Um, but yeah, so, so Moogs has had some moments lately. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. What do you think Rantaro is, though? Because we did get a flashback of him talking to someone. So we've actually gotten a little further than you, and so we don't want to say anything. Um, I Is think. there something about Rantara, though? I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. I mean, yeah. there there has to be. I mean, there, there's yeah. We won't say be... what, but yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a really cool character. I mean, I was in shock when they killed him off so early because I he was like I thought he was going to be one of my faves. He seemed really cool, and then I was like, oh, he's dead. Wasn't he going to the mastermind den? Yeah, like he was going behind that like secret bookcase. We never talked about that. We never. We were like, oh no, we killed Rantaro. Is, but we never asked. Was he the mastermind? Yeah, I guess it was because um, it kept going, and we thought if we had killed the mastermind, the game would have ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, So switching gears big time for a second Um, (laughs) based on like your experiences with voice acting and the field itself, like what advice would you have for people just kind of trying to like break in i would say um i've told this to everybody um just hone yourself as an actual actor i would say do as much theater as you can um do as much acting as you can take improv classes learn to be present because it's um i feel like I, i mean i started off doing voice acting and i really wish i had a more basis of an action that's why i ended up going back to it that's where the um the industry is headed it's um just it's just acting and some people uh, andrea toyas with blizzard does all the warcraft games she's like i wish it was just called acting and not voice acting because i mean they're it's very easy and probably about four if you're a sound actor after like a few lessons you could be a great voice actor um whereas if you're coming in with none of that you know it's it's harder for character stuff, definitely. If you if you're wanting to do video games, you're wanting to do anime, become a really great actor. Commercial stuff is more of a skill with voice acting. There's a definite rhythm to that. There's different trends in that. That's a that's a very different medium than actual like, you know, voice acting for characters. But I'd say just become a better actor. Um, take all, read all the acting books you can um, from the greats, and uh, yeah. All right. Do you have any current projects that you're working on that you want to promote or just let our listeners know about? Uh, When's this this thing come out? Let me check something really quick. No, I can't promote that. Um, It's not public (laughs) knowledge. Uh, I'll just promote the stream at twitch.tv slash turgliaferum. It's just my last name. Um, Stream name is uh, turgliaferum. Yeah, tune in the stream. Um, that's uh, the thing to promote. Um, even if you uh, go to these other things that I'm in, I don't see anything from it. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. 
the things that I'm in, I can't promote yet. So okay. Well, we suggest to our listeners that you just keep an eye out too, then on Chris's profile, because maybe in a little bit he'll be able to tell you about yeah, whatever. Check, check in the, uh, I'm the bittest of parts in something coming up. Okay. Well, so. now we are going to move into our wed bed behead segment, okay. um, and today we are going to be going through the characters of Gundam, Ryoma, and Sonia, which is actually really hard. I feel like this yeah. might be one of the hardest ones we've done. All right, let's just do behead first. Yeah, I'm choosing this based on who would be the most cool with it, and I think it would be Ryoma. Ryoma <laughs> would be the one like, "Hey, somebody's got to die here." You know, and be like, yeah, it's got to be somebody, you know, because <laughs> he he very much did the um, what was it, the assassination of uh, Jesse James with a coward? Um, there there was a western, but basically, um, Jesse James gets assassinated. He knows this guy's in there to kill him, and he's going to kind of kill him in a cowardly way. So instead of like trying to like kill him, it's it's Brad Pitt and I think Casey Affleck. He just goes to a picture. And he's like, oh, the picture looks like it's a skew or whatever and he goes and turns his back on him and gets shot and he knows that's gonna happen also there's a funny thing with that because Ryoma did that Ryoma very much did that when he turned his back to um Kurumi um I think I even said that but I was like oh this picture looks askew uh so so ahead Ryoma because he would be the most cool with it who do I want to spend eternity with and who do I want to spend one hot, hot night with? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, all things considered, let's say, let's say, uh, um, let's say I go after anybody. I would probably, um, I'd probably bed Gundam for a night of passion, and then wed Sonia, because Gundam's just going to be a lot. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just going to be a lot for the rest of my life. If I was into that, I think Gundam would be pretty hot. He's also got one of the biggest chests in uh, Danganronpa. He does. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, that's who it would be. And Sonya would be nice and pleasant and just wouldn't. I just think I would be sighing a lot with Gundam. Gundam's gr- great in small doses. But, yes. you know, uh, it would be I- interesting if you had a... Uh, a character that bombastic as the protagonist, if you just wouldn't be like, Oh my God, <laughs> give it a rest. Even though, um, I don't know. It's, it's very, it's something like, as far as like with role, not to get off on a tangent, but you were asking about like with roles, um, uh, with anime and everything coming out of Japan, that's just a very big, uh, wait, what do they call the, um, that sort of protagonist? for the it's kind of the young boy protagonist like the the 18 year old like i don't they just have that ingrained and that's the protagonist in so many things and yeah. so many things and it's like i don't know i'd like it branch out like um i don't know have some older protagonists i think you know because I, I i would like to see some older protagonist in these things but yeah. you don't you don't see him as much it's always kind of the the young lad village was burnt down and now they gotta you know they have to go avenge me who died in the first scene (laughs) oh god that's true i mean like dog and rumpa does a lot to like revert like anime tropes but like Mm -hmm. that is definitely one thing they have not done and that was yeah they were like i I was so proud of them in the third day yeah and then they kill her because i had no idea the only thing i knew was when people were introducing themselves on the Discord server um, for the Twitch, which I, I just love. It's just, it's such a great community. But they were introduced and they would say who their favorite protagonist was. And they'd say V3 and it would always be blanked out. And I was like, listen, I'm going to know who, if I look at the box, I'm going to know who the protagonist is. Like, so I didn't ever understand why they were doing it. I was like, fine, I didn't care enough to look. But I was like, I think you're being old, like a little too cautious, you know. I'm going to know who's in the game the second I boot it up. And in that case, I know why they were doing that. They were like, no, it was, um, yeah, Suichi, who I just hated. I, also, I thought it was really funny um, that when you get him, he takes off his hat and he's got this little ahoge. Like, <laughs> like just completely 
goes back to the norm. There's not one thing different. No, no hot hair. <laughs> no. I mean, the only good thing is they did give him the ultimate detective thing, which makes sense since you're doing all the work rather than, you know, Hajime, I don't know, he just got default and then Kyoko just devoting it to like, you know, Mr. Average over here. <laughs> uh, th- thanks, Kyoks. Um, I could go next. Yeah. yeah All right. Um, okay. This is really tough. Um, I think that I would wed Ryoma and bed Gundam and behead Sonia. And that is so hard for me to say because Sonia is amazing and she is literally going to be a queen someday. Um, but Not she's anymore. just. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> True. <laughs> but like she's just a little this is so sad she's just a little too cheery like Ryoma is a complete mystery and I could spend my life unpacking that man and like Gundam is so interesting like I have to know what that is what that's like <laughs> so um yeah that's that's my final answer <laughs> amazing <laughs> Chris, I have the same answer as you. Um, same reasoning for Ryoma. I would, again, bed Gundam because I just, I need to know what's going on there, you know? Um, and I would wed Sonia because I am very self-deprecative and I feel like she'd be like, no, Caroline, you're great. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and just, that would be good. <laughs> I need that constant cheerleader. That's a good point. Yeah, like <laughs> my future wife. Let me know. Meanwhile, I want nothing to do with the like, no happiness. Up. I know I'm great. Well, since Marin is the cheerleader. That's true. Like, I am. And I'm the Rioma, <laughs> so okay. when are we getting married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out next time on Ultra Hook Girls. <laughs> yes! Um, <laughs> I have a little bit of a different answer. I I think I would behead Rioma as well, just because I really like Rioma, but it was kind of like, it was kind of a bummer that he didn't get to be around for longer in the game because I was like I think I would have liked him so much more than I did because he was interesting he was a very interesting character and he was very unique and so um I liked him a lot and I was bummed that they (laughs) killed him off so early um and for me just because he wasn't around long enough for me to like really form like any kind of like strong feelings about him I think I'd probably end up beheading him out of the three um I think I would bed Sonya and wed Gundam I love Gundam, like, okay. so much. I know he, I agree with you, he might be a lot, but um, I don't know. Sonia, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would do the whole, like, you know, till death do us part thing with Sonia. I just don't know. I, I, she, she's, she could be interesting, but mm-hmm. I, I love Gundam so much. And I also love animals, love them. And if he could, like, teach me a thing or two about, like, being the animal whisperer, like, I would, I would love that. Okay, nice. nice. <laughs> I get that. I'm glad that I gave Ryoma the time of day. We have three behinds here. Sorry. You're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that wraps things up for us. Um, but thank you so so much for coming on and talking to us. Thank yeah, you we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, Chris, um, for something that I just okay. So as I I as I've told you, I've seen a few of your Twitch streams and um, I've noticed that like every now and then when you get something right or you like are really happy about something that happens, you dab. And I literally like screamed the first time I saw that because I throughout high school would like dab constantly and my friends would all (laughs) yell at me for it. They'd be like, Maddie, dabbing is not cool anymore. Like you need to stop. And like in college, I still do it. And like, I would love, 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 if we could dab together on this zoom right yeah, now and like yeah, of course yeah yeah um it's funny because i yes. when it when it was popular i hated it. i hated it i hated it and then it became everyone started hating it. it's like am i digging the dab now <laughs> <laughs> am i the ceo of dab so hard university <laughs> okay um, yeah, yeah yes i thank you because i'm like, gonna oh my gosh, at we... this moment yay thank you all right our are we ready? We're, we are yeah. set, baby. And then Caroline, just tell us when you're done. Like a three, two, I, one. Okay, ready? <laughs> three, two, fun.
Oh yeah. Wow. I got it so good. <laughs> Squat up. Thank you so much for that. That made my day. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Thank you for coming again. on. Right. And to our listeners, make sure that you check out his Twitch streams and keep an eye out for news that may be coming. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're at Ultra Hope Girls Podcast almost everywhere. And if you want to hang out for some game nights, for some Discord chats, you can check out our Patreon. We have a bunch of cool prizes on there for you to check out. And if you like what you heard today, tell your friends. That is such a great way to show your support. And if you're able to leave us a five-star review, it really helps the podcast out. So thanks in advance, you guys. And we hope you all have a great week. See you next week. Bye! Bye.